0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Boy, uh, just passing by, there's this uh, farmer that lives behind us while well, we did. This guy was, I think, almost in his 90s, and uh, he just passed away and left behind his wife and a farm. And uh, this guy was... I think he was, he lived for like 15 years, I was told, with one lung doing like hard farm work he owns. So we live off of a private road, <clears throat> um, off of like, not a main road, but like an actual paved road, right? And he owns both sides of the road, and it's just, uh, I don't know even why I'm talking about it. I feel bad, you know, I feel bad for his wife. I mean, they were married for like six, imagine being with somebody for 60 years, that's twice as long as I've been alive and twice as long as most of you or more have been alive. Some of you three times as long as you've been alive. Imagine being with somebody for 60 years and then they die, which that's a reality. You know, we're all going to lose lose our loved ones we're either gonna we're gonna be the ones to go loved ones are gonna lose us so we're gonna lose them um you know and there's another house I just passed by I was uh, on a run one day and this old man was sitting out front and I just had a feeling to just kind of slow down and say hi so I slowed down and I said hi and uh I'm like getting emotional thinking about it man he's like you mind coming over and talking to me? And I thought he like needed something, right? No, he just he just wanted to talk. And so I sat there on a rock uh, next to his chair in his front yard. My my wife actually drove by when I, when this was coming down. She was coming back from the store. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was sitting there on a rock uh, next to his chair and just you know he was a uh, guy's a Jehovah's Witness. So I I went back a few more times after this to just talk to him, you know what I mean, um, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean, but anyways, you know, we are sitting there, and uh, he was telling me, you know, my wife's inside, we've been married, you know, 52 years, and she just, she barely speaks, and she was in like rough shape, basically, she's on her way out, and uh, I just, driving by these two places every morning, the farm, and then this guy's house, the Jehovah Witnesses' house, And thinking about how long they were together for and where they're at right now, Um, you know, in their old, old age, in their 80s and 90s, and their their best friends and their partners are... And I'm sure they've lost friends. I'm sure... I mean, obviously, all of their parents are gone. You know, it uh, just kind of puts things into perspective, My estrogen must be running high or something like that. (laughs) Because I'm like... I'm getting all emotional thinking about this. You know, it's an emotional topic, man. You know, at some point... You're going to lose... Everybody you care about. Or you'll be the one to go. And they'll lose you. And... I think the lesson in that is that... You never know. You know, hopefully God blesses you and I with... A long life and a 50 to 60 year of marriage and many kids and grandkids I would love to be a great grandfather you know for a long time when I was in a dark place I was like dude I ain't making 40 I was in a you know dude I was looking at a, a video of me coming out of a gas station complaining about having to wear a mask three years ago and I showed my wife my eyes and she like didn't even recognize me at first <laughs> You know, i was in a not great place three three four years ago man uh just mentally struggling struggling with a lot and uh you could see it my my eyes were very very dark very black and uh i used to think i wasn't gonna live to even see 40 i was convinced uh now you know i pray god willing you know, here's the thing, people are like, the end of times is so close. The end times are so we're so close. They've been saying that for a long time. And a day in heaven is like a thousand years on earth. So close to us, we could be close, but close could be another thousand years. You know what I mean? That could be in God's timing close. But anyways, you know, God willing, we all get to 80, 90, and we have 50, 60 year marriages, grandkids, great-grandkids, like I said. You know, but that's not promised and it's not guaranteed. And, you know, every day you have an opportunity to get closer to the ones that you love. Every day you have an opportunity um, to build stronger relationships with those that you care about. Every day you have an opportunity to pour into and love on people. Every day you have an opportunity to tell somebody how much you care about them, and how special they are to you. Every day you have an opportunity to make an impact on somebody's life, whether close or far from you. And this is a challenge I feel uh, just ringing in my head constantly is just how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better better father to my daughter? How can I be a better business partner? How can I be a better uh, employer and boss, whatever you want to call it? How can I be a better son to my parents? How can I be a better brother to my brother and sister? You know, because at the end of the day, that's all you got. (laughs) You know what I mean? All, All you have are the relationships around you. Everything else can, I mean, those can be taken to you from you as well by death, but outside of death and catastrophe or like imprisonment, you know, you're not... You're not gonna lose those relationships, but everything else, comparatively, could be taken from you very easily. Your money, your cars, your house, your investments, your career. You know, I learned that, like, a couple years ago, man. Boom, flash of an eye, flash of lightning, blink of an eye. It it could be taken away from you. And when you realize that, you start to realize what's really important, what's actually important. What is not important is the money in the bank. And you guys know I am all about financial success. I think it's extremely important to be financially financially successful. I think it's I talk about business building and money all the time. But it's not that important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your career isn't that the end people obsess over the silliest things. And as they obsess over the silliest things, they lose sight of what matters most. And what matters most are those closest to you, those that your family and your friends, your loved ones. You know, so I know we talk about money on here a lot. I know we talk about business on here. I know we talk about working out a lot. And all that stuff is so important. You know, that that allows you to live a better quality of life with these people, right? Me, you know, I said this yesterday, I was holding my daughter in my arms. And I said, you know, little Ada, a lot of dad... I know she doesn't understand me. She does. I know she does. I said, little Ada, I said, a lot of daddies aren't home all day with their with their little little girls. So they have to go to work. And daddy worked very, very hard before he knew you were even coming. But he knew you were coming, which is why he did it, to be here with you Or I'm home all day. And I did. I, I I, drew, I worked myself to the bone. You know, I would come home to my wife and I would just be exhausted. I would barely talk to her because I was just so spent from 14 hours of interviews and over. I was running two overviews a day and fit, I was doing 15, 20 final interviews a day and I was handling clients and calling pipeline and just all of the setting interviews just so wrapped up in what I was doing, but it was so worth it. So I guess in some circumstances it's okay to sacrifice. So like I just spent a lot of time away from my wife. But now I'm home all the time. Now I'm home with my daughter every single day. My wife wants to go take a shower. I got the baby. My wife yesterday said her to get a massage. Go get a massage, babe. Or two days ago. I got the little one. I'll take Ada. You've got to find a way if you're listening to me and you're not able to be with your child as much as you want to be or your loved ones as much as you got to find a way to build it and create it. Now that might require for a short period of time, a certain amount of time away from those people. But the end goal for me has the end goal for me has never been money. I thought it was at one point, and it caused me a lot of frustration because I would make more. You know, I would go from making one hundred fifty thousand a year to three hundred thousand a year. I am like, man, I am still not. All right, maybe six hundred thousand will do it. So I went from three hundred thousand to making six hundred thousand a year. I'm like, all right, well, maybe now I'll feel. No, I don't feel better. Well, then I went from six hundred to eight hundred fifty thousand. I am like, uh mm. Then I went from eight hundred fifty thousand to over a million, and I realized at the end of the day, <laughs> what I was chasing the whole time was freedom. What I was chasing the whole time was freedom. And I, my worst fear, I don't even like to talk about it or give it any energy or power, is being in a position where I don't have my freedom, where I don't have complete control of what I do and how I do it every single day. It's my worst fear. Some of you don't know some some of you the concept of this level of freedom and I'm if this isn't insulting you, I'm just keeping it real, is so foreign to you that you do not know what I'm talking about right now. You have no idea. You've always woken up, driven to a building, clocked in, been there for an inordinate amount of time, and then driven back. And that's been your whole life. I wanna tell you today, if that's you, there is there are there's so much more out there. I want this freedom for everybody And it ties back to what I was saying before I'm able to be at home all day long With my animals I'm able to be at home all day long With my wife and my child You know if anybody were to ever try to take that away from me I think I'd probably kill them (laughs) With my bare hands With my bare hands You know I just There's nothing more important to me there's nothing more important that, to me than my freedom. Now, other than my relationship with God, that's number one by a long, 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 long shot. My relationship with my wife and my kids and my family, there's nothing more important to me. Hold on, going in to get an energy drink. So, and you know, the thing is, is you never know. Hopefully y'all can hear me just picking right back up. My, so to end that, my freedom is very important to me. You never know, and we've talked about this before, the impact that you can have on somebody. There's a young kid that works at this gas station uh, where I stop and, you know, get this energy drink. And the way I look at it now, I, I, I get so angry sometimes. I get so lost and I retreat within myself and I find myself going into public and behaving like everybody else. And when I'm when I'm aware like I am today, like I have been the past couple of days. And you guys could probably feel the energy difference in these episodes. I try to impact as many people as I can. And I'm just, I'm not saying this. Oh, look at me. Mike is an altruist. <laughs> I'm saying like... I'm hoping you'll emulate what I'm doing You know, there's this young kid that works behind the counter At the gas station I make a point, his name's Zachariah Which I love that name If it wasn't, like, if people wouldn't shorten it to Zach I would almost consider that for my kid But, like, Zach just has, I don't know, a weird connotation Sorry for any Zachs Listen, <laughs> I ain't hate on it It's a great name But, uh I, I Maybe I had a bad experience with the Zach at some point Who knows But I try to, every day, say his name Look him in the eyes. You know, today I've got my BDSM shirt on. It says, "It says I am into bench deadlift squat." And uh, what's the bottom say? Military press. Yeah. So it says I am into BDSM and double uh, entendre. Hey. So he uh, he said he liked my shirt. He just uh, he just thanked me for always calling him by his name. And then I go outside. This lady was limping. And I said, hey, listen, I'll say a prayer for your leg. And she just looked at me like I had 14 heads and then had the biggest smile on her face and asked for a hug. And uh, I guess today I'm just challenging myself and challenging everybody to just be a better example of Jesus. (laughs) You know what I mean? If Jesus saw some lady limping into a gas station... Do you think he just would have walked by? Do you think he would have at least said something? You know, healed her. I don't have that power. <laughs> Obviously, nowhere close to Jesus. I couldn't even sniff his left pinky toenail, you know. But I, I got to think, if Jesus was human, he had the same, he had to overcome the same emotions we have, awkwardness of social situations, The hesitation to talk to a stranger, fear of rejection. Like, I have to think that Jesus, being human, a God, the God, the God, in human form, had to feel what we feel, but he did it anyways, you know? So I just, there's not too many bright people out there, and I'm not speaking to intelligence. I'm speaking like how often do you meet somebody where it's like man that guy or girl was really friendly wow you don't see that anymore people are generally everybody's so lost in their own heads and their own problems and i don't blame them everybody's so lost in their own heads and their own problems that we've i think forgotten you know what it means to be human to one another and uh i think that's so important that, you know, we've talked about this before, that if you want to change the world, it starts with you, you know, why don't you be the example for everybody else, but I don't know, I'm at the gym, I love you guys, and uh, I will talk to you very soon, bye-bye.